to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Deidre Shen, founder and CEO of Capshow, software that helps entrepreneurs turn their stories into content that converts. Now, we believe that every entrepreneur who has had to overcome their own internal struggles is remarkable. And it is this exact remarkability that needs to be shared so that they can positively impact the world. So stick around to the end of the show. We will reveal how you can be our next guest in 20 or 25 minutes. So let's go. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. I have an awesome, awesome guest. I have Maya Getty from Maya Getty International. Uh, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're excited so to chat fun. with you. Yes, we're going to have so much fun. Uh, so let's kick this off. And I, I kick this off with all of my guests in this way. Uh, but we'll, we'll start simple. Um, and so just tell us a little bit about your brand and what, what it is that you do. Yeah. So I am a signature program coach. And my clients really think of me as their business coach for their signature program. So um, I have been doing this for 10 years. This is my uh, 10th year mm-hmm. in business. Yeah. And it started out with launching online courses, launch your class, and then iterated into Concept to Cashflow, which is essentially just like it sounds, taking your idea for your signature program from concept to cash flow. So really getting it out in the world and getting your first clients in there. And yeah, that's pretty much what I do one-to-one or group programs around that. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot. So yeah, <laughs> that's, awesome. Be awesome, yes. yeah, that's awesome, awesome. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you've been doing this for 10 years. So can you take us back to that, that time and almost like what was, what, like, how did you even get started? I guess, you know, 10 years ago, Um, And, you know, even at that time when you were thinking of getting started, was there even something that was holding you back or were you just like, yeah, nah, I know this is what I have to do and, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and just do it. What what was it like? It was a buildup to that moment. So I actually got laid off from my position at the time. Um, I was, let's see if I can remember the actual title. I think it was uh, administrator and probably like assistant sales director or something. It felt important at the time for yeah. sure. But essentially what that meant was I needed to bring in a certain number of students each quarter. And then I was also responsible for bringing in um, a certain amount of accounts each quarter. And so my entire department was let go because they rolled my department into, I think what they call it, like online marketing and sales. And so they would just have people in-house versus us going out. So we were going out to um, universities and hospitals and school districts, wherever we could get partnerships. And that was part of it. And then also getting people enrolled, right? I would say however you can get them enrolled, but right, they had to be legitimate students, right? (laughs) I was selling uh, master's degree programs and most of the people who were enrolling for that particular program and those types of programs, they were getting some benefit. Like they were going to get a raise or a certification or something like that, right? Or a bump up in um, whatever their job title was, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so um, you still had to get a certain number of people in <laughs> um, and ready to go. And so I was like, okay, this is cool. I had done that kind of job for a while, for about five or six years, I think, for different universities, um, both traditional that you probably heard of, and then also some of the 
non-traditional online schools that you've probably also heard of, perhaps for other <laughs> reasons. Um, but then decided once we were getting laid off, I kind of had an inkling that it would happen. And I was like, oh, this is such a great, at the time I was thinking, this is such a great salary job. And we had um, great benefits. And uh, luckily I talked them into giving us a great severance package. Oh, <laughs> Me and, and the rest of the team, I was the first one and that they hired. And so it's like, okay, I could continue on with this kind of thing. I could, you know, I had enough contacts at the time to keep going with a similar university or I can make a break for it <laughs> mm. and take the severance package and go out and try to do my own thing. So that's how I decided um, that I would make a break for it and try out doing business on my own. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, so uh, since then, ten, like I'm sure that you started it, you were like, yep, I've been laid off, all those things happened. Um, I'm going to just try this. Did it go how you expected it to? Sometimes yes, but no. <laughs> I'd say mostly no, but uh, nowadays I feel like I am much better at predicting, you know, and probably just from experience and having uh, some actual stats to base that on. But no, not in the beginning, not so much. <laughs> yes. It took us through that journey then of like, you know, some of, uh, because I know, you know, I've been in entrepreneurship myself for um, close to a decade as well. And, you know, there's been so many ups and downs and so many almost ways that like, you know, definitely looking back, I always thought it was like for the, you know, X, Y, Z external reason, but really it was down to me and my mindset and how I was feeling, how I was using some of these things as, as excuses. Was there anything like that for you where, you know, you found yourself, I don't know, like maybe it was even plateauing or even like going down and you just, you, you got out of it clearly because, you know, you're still, you're still in business, but you had to actually work on yourself to do that. Were there any of those scenarios in, in your, your entrepreneurship journey? Yeah, I think um, I really lacked confidence in the beginning around what I was capable of and the clients, right? Bringing in consistent clientele, that kind of thing, even my pricing. And that really showed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think over time with experience, I certainly um, don't have that issue anymore. But in the beginning, I think it was a huge issue you talked about or you mentioned mindset. I really think um, I was lacking <laughs> that confidence piece. <laughs> and so, I, you know, I charged things like $11 an hour. Wow. Really? <laughs> in, my very, really? in my very first program, I charged $11. Wow. So it was, the program was actually $1. Okay. What? This is the first program, <laughs> first program ever, right? This is back in, I want to say 2012, maybe. That's probably right, right at the end of 2012. And the program was $1 because I wanted to do what was, you know, traditionally called a beta round. And then I charged $11 more if you wanted to do coaching with me. So $11 for each session. So (laughs) it was a rough start, right? That's that's a crazy example, but that's just one example of, you know, I was certainly making much more than that in corporate. And even right before that, I was doing a little bit of consulting, and it, it wasn't eleven dollars. Yeah. So <laughs> how I long were you doing? There. How long were you doing for the, like for for that 
amount of money? (laughs) One round. So I think probably about three months actually. Right. So I think it was like a traditional 12 week program and um, I charged people $1, but (laughs) and 11, it was $11 for each coaching session, but you know, it did allow me to get some experience. It allowed me to go through and actually create a whole program um the overhead was not that much so maybe I made I don't think I made much money but I think I broke even right I probably put it on the platform I did something simple with it I got a payment um provider and that was it right so I made it simple on myself but it allowed me to test everything out I I was able to gain some confidence by simply moving forward and doing it very imperfectly And so the next program looked very different. I think I ran the next program within four to six months after that. I kind of started marketing almost Mm -hmm. immediately after, but I think I ran the program about six months later. Right. And so talk us through that that mindset shift and and what almost either like what did you need to tell yourself or what external help did you need to get to actually help you go from like, I'm only worth a dollar. (laughs) My my thing is only worth a dollar to like, you know, and I'm, um, I, I don't know if you're happy to share, but like what that jump was for you and, and how did that feel to go through that transition? Yeah, I think it was uh, quite rough. <laughs> I'm glad that I'm glad I did it though. Right. Because it's something that I look back on um, even sometimes not directly, but I think it really applies when I'm working with clients, whether they are, Uh, I typically work with someone who's more seasoned. So even if they're new to online business, they may have had um, an in-person business, that kind of thing. Um, But what really sticks is what I know is going to happen after they've run the first round of their signature program. It's kind of some, they don't have to charge a dollar for it, (laughs) but they're going to be more confident. They're going to have tested things out. They're going to know what type of students they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to know, oh, that one piece I wanted to change or add in this particular module, right? So you learn so much by simply going through the process. Mm-hmm. Um, it, for that class, I, I'm starting to wonder if I broke even because I do remember that I rented like a co-working space, I think over the course of a couple of weeks. Of course, I was doing other work too, but I was also really focused on creating this program. So I think how much, how much was that co-working space? Did I actually break even? <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was, you know, I'd never created a program like I did with that one. Again, I did all this. It was, you know, I put so much pressure on myself and it felt kind of painful Mm. (laughs) and I didn't make much money from it. All of the things I did, all the things you're not supposed to do. But I think what I did do was I really, um, learned (laughs) about the process And what it looked like for myself, not just to consult on it or not just to create a piece of content, a program for something else or for a university, but to really do it for myself Um, and made all of those mistakes and felt all the feels. And then six months later, I was able to launch a program that was really successful Um, at that time in my mind. (laughs) It's definitely uh, much more developed and much more advanced than the first one. And so one of the things that I did in between that time was mindset, right? I had a morning routine that Mm -hmm. I would do pretty much every weekday morning um, that included doing some reading, doing some meditating, 
really doing some uh, thoughtful visualizations and starting my workday off with the first hour or two very purposely around sales. How am I going to sell this program, either selling the program or doing something around that and then letting everything else fall behind that. And so I think that's what really shifted for me. I don't have the exact number, but I know that first launch or I said the first launch, the first real launch where I actually made some money was around 10,000. So that was a big deal for me at the time uh, to be able to make that happen. Yeah. I mean, it's still a big deal. Like that is still a big deal now for a lot of people, right. Who are just starting to trying to get started. And it's like having it, being able to have a 10 K launch or 10 K month even um, is actually (laughs) really, really great. So, and you were able to do that, you know, 19 years ago. Um, And wow, that's, that's so cool. Okay. So let's, let's um, have a, a little bit of a chat about like um, more of the marketing side of things uh, because yeah. our listeners do believe in the power of storytelling to create that human connection. Um, you've just told us some awesome stories about what makes you remarkable, you know, just go getting started, going in there, like making all the mistakes because, you know, <laughs> from <Yeah. laughs> any, anything from like just charging a dollar <laughs> or trouble, <Right>. um, <laughs> you know, to, yeah. And uh, so, and that's the stuff that, you know, I truly, truly believe. And that's what makes me um, always excited to talk to people on this podcast because they just have these stories that makes them remarkable, right? These are the things that only you can have ever. Um, so do you currently share your stories with your audience? And if so, how? Oh, great question. Yeah, for sure. Um, so typically... Um, I've done probably, as you might imagine, quite a few things over 10 years, but typically my newsletter. So I'll share um, where I am, what I'm up to, and I really weave personal story and family story into uh, my marketing. And really, um, I think a lot of my alumni stay on the list because they're curious. So what's she up to now? What she's doing? Or how can I share? How can I support? That kind of thing. But yeah, typically in my newsletter. That's amazing. Awesome. Um, and is, uh, was there a moment that you realized, so, and maybe that moment was when you had your first 10K launch, um, was there a moment that you realized that you actually had a business? You know, like the, the thought of having to go back to corporate or find, you know, a full-time job was just kind of like already at, like out of the question because like, yes, this thing is going to work. Um, and what was kind of the main marketing strategy that you were using even at that time and then since then? Um, let's see. In the first class, it was really me just word of mouth and messaging people. I didn't know anything about online marketing strategies. And the second one, I feel like I did everything. It was more, it was a little bit of spaghetti marketing. So I did a webinar, I did my newsletter, I did a blog. Um, (laughs) I was doing all the things. Yeah. And then I think by the third, the second or third round of that second class that I created that was profitable. Um, it was really my newsletter and mm-hmm. videos at the time. I would do a weekly video and a weekly newsletter. Um, I would promote it on YouTube, on social media, on my blog. Um, I would have people share it, those kinds of things. Yeah, awesome. And what about now? What kind of marketing strategies do you, do, do you have now to generate leads for your business? Uh, typically my newsletter um, and then getting chairs and refers from that. Also alumni, what I call alumni, but essentially previous clients mm. uh, and colleagues. And then also 
uh, getting featured in other people's audiences. So podcasts, yeah. interviews, um, being a guest coach, those kinds of things. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, is, and is there anything different that you're looking to do in your marketing going forward for your business? So in the next year? Um, that's a great question. I think that my marketing can, you know, my newsletter over the years has been really, really consistent. I think that's been the thing, but I think I could step it up in other areas more publicly. Mm-hmm. Uh, my social media has been a thorn. <laughs> in my side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it hasn't really, I have almost never, there was one time we did a Twitter campaign that went really well for one promotion that was a while ago but Mm. almost never I haven't seen an ROI a direct ROI from social media so it almost feels like people go there to kind of check me out and maybe see what I'm up to but it's not necessarily will people really make a connection um, Mm. and start to you know consider buying those kinds of things so yeah yeah. okay well we need to have a chat after this (laughs) yes 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 Um, okay, so uh, obviously a lot of founders um, listening to this are looking to scale at some point. You know, we have, you know, a lot of listeners who are starting from uh, are very, very new, but we are we have some that are obviously um, more progressive than that. So can you, um, you know, you've been in this business for 10 years now. Um, can you talk through sort of almost like how your business is set up? Like, do you have any team members apart from yourself? Um, if so, how many? What do they do? What do you do? Um, yeah, just can you talk us through that? And and then and why did you almost start at that point? Yeah, so I've had a couple different business models. Excuse me, I've had a couple different business models over the years, and I've had a full team at one point, mm-hmm. and that was when I was running more of an agency style business, but more so for clients who came in and did a signature program, and then we would do everything for them. So that's when I really had a full team. Um, but mostly I've worked with contractors. Currently I work with a handful of contractors and I have an assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time I'm working with people either, as I mentioned, one-to-one or in group. Mm-hmm. So my one-to-one program is 90 days. And over the course of the 90 days, we create the signature program, get it out to the first round of clients, typically at least the first five or more, but depends on your audience. And then uh, with the group, it's very similar, but it's six weeks. And then you have about two weeks of support after that. I actually review the program from top to bottom, right? So I pop on the video and walk through the program and give feedback. And then we work on getting your clients in. You know, the main difference between group and one-to-one is one-to-one is much more customized for you, even your schedule, those kinds of things. But all about creating, building, launching, your signature program and getting in your first round of clients. Yeah, awesome. Okay, yeah. and in terms of the people that like the the consultants that you do work with, are they um, you know sort of in the marketing space in the ad space? Like, where have you kind of decided to, um, I guess, start with your? And I'll, and I'll put in inverted commas like hiring. Where did you start hiring? Even though I know they're not technically your team, um, yeah. to sort of alleviate uh, some of the pressure on you to have to do all the things. Yeah. So. Um, anything that is design related, (laughs) probably not my jam. So someone else probably takes care of that. I've had, I've actually had the same graphic designer for about 10 years. Um, he does some basic stuff. He doesn't necessarily do full design, but any like little minor things, or if I need a logo at my website, little stuff like that. Right. Um, I have a Google, Google analytics guy. 
um, and he'll do, you know, Facebook tracking and kind of keep me up to date with my stats. Um, my assistant, she is um, amazing at negotiating and just really great at customer service. So okay. she does a lot of those phone calls and that kind of thing for me. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Okay, cool. Um, and then anyone that you might be looking to hire or partner with over the next next year to help um, you grow? That's a good question. Um, I recently hired a social media person. Um, and I'm open. <laughs> I'm open. Like I said, social media had been a thorn in my side in terms of other marketing. I think if I can see the direct ROI on it, and especially this, you know, one of the things I always work with with my clients is let's take what's already working and just mm. emphasize that. If I can see that directly, then I'm definitely wide open. Uh, wow, this has been so super helpful for everyone listening to this. Uh, thank you so much for sharing you know, you and, and everything that you've done. Um, if anyone is interested in seeing what you have to offer, where is the best place for them to go? So I am on Instagram at MayaGaddy or MayaGaddy.com. Awesome. Okay, you guys, we will put that into the show notes. Head over there. Um, I has just so much to share. Um, get in on her email list because we know that she sends out really, really great newsletters. Um, and thank you. Yeah, thank you for, for, for being here, being a guest, Maya. And for everyone else who has been listening, I hope you love this interview. Please uh, leave us a great review. If you have, uh, sub subscribe to this podcast, share it with all your friends, and I will see you on the next episode. Bye. Thanks for having me. Deidre Shen here. Thank you so much for listening to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. Now, if you are a successful online entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, then please visit go.theremarkableentrepreneurpodcast.com slash podcast dash guest. If you got something out of this interview, would you please share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials and tag me. I'm at Deidre Shen. And if you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media as well and let them know about the show. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. Now, we are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, reviews go a long, long way to help promote the show. And it means a lot to me and my team. And if you want to know more, go to our website, djshen.com. Follow me on LinkedIn, on Facebook. My Facebook group is actually called The Remarkable Entrepreneur. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Deidre Shen. Thanks so much for listening and we will see you next time.